spoken maybe. I haven't thought about flying for a long time. I have a dream at that moment when I was alone above the clouds for a long time. I have dreamed waking up in a room surrounded in blue and green grass more years than I could dream of memory. I haven't walked back into the past or scratched on the doors of my origins, where it all came from, since I held up that cape for the last time. Return to Kent Town 10th year anniversary edition is a revised version of Ambien's first poetry book. The book can be purchased from Amazon and it contains numerous additional materials. You wake up one morning after not reading a book since your school days and you decide to be a writer. With no good or bad writing to compare against your own, you just know how to write and anyone who tells you otherwise is wrong. Hell, maybe they're jealous of your natural ability to craft a masterpiece. After all, most people need to learn through a combination of books, courses, critical feedback and workshops. Not you though. It's not their fault. They don't realise your natural talent, but they soon will. How to Write Wrong is the new book by Amanda Steen. The book, which is an interactive story, gives the reader multiple options throughout its story. The book can be purchased from Amazon. Spoken Thank you today for tuning in to Spoken Label. Spoken Label was originally set up at the beginning of 2016 and as of recording has over 200 sessions in our archive. Although the podcast can be heard on Anchor, iTunes, Apple, Spotify, YouTube and literally 10 or 11 other networks, the full archive can be found at Spoken Label all one word spoken label dot bandcamp dot com on the bandcamp it is set as pay what you want so you are entitled if you wish you can download it or stream it for nothing but if you throw me a couple of pennies my way it is always eternally grateful to help me maintain the operating costs and future running costs for this podcast. Enjoy Spoken Label Hi guys, it's Andy again, live from Spoken Label on Skype again for the first time in ages tonight as well. If you get to the stage where I'm doing Spoken Label, I tend to end up doing things on all kinds of things. Facebook, in person, on the phone, rarely Skype, and Skype was when I first started off really. Now, but that's nice because I've gone back to basics today. You know? But the writer I'm speaking to today is a bit of a trailblazer because I've got talking to this one, this lady. Through Instagram, which is the first time actually. And when I got talking to her originally, Linda, we found out, didn't we, that we actually, you actually knew my partner Amanda through like a group yeah. involved in, didn't um, you? So, well, we, we know each yeah. other via Instagram. Yeah. Instagram, yeah. Like, Inst- where, where my first um, technique, I, I don't know, you know, modern technology, I don't even know what the word for it is. <laughs> what do they call it? Platforming, that's it. Yeah. My first attempts at platforming. Indeed, you now. And I could I could mention all your bio, Linda, but well, let, do you want to introduce yourself to everybody? Tell them who you are and uh-huh. where your writing originally came from, and we'll start from there. Okay. Um, well, my name my name now and, and and my writing now is in the name of Linda Quinn. Um, but where did it come from? And uh, I uh, well, I suppose actually. Um, it all started off in a rubbish dump in um, 
in Gloucestershire. Oh, oh wow. In the, in the 60s. Oh, wow. So that's a story. <laughs> well, I, I don't know. I've, I've, I've heard since I've been doing the, the research, of, you know, some of the research around this, some work I'm doing, um, I think I came across something that said, oh, well, this place um, where we we live next door to, in a, we, we were in a caravan site. We were on a caravan site, which was next to oh, yeah. the, the countryside sort of dump. So there was a tip and then there was this massive, massive shed. And, um, and then I was able to get into it. I found a small door, which, of course, you know, like when you're six or seven, oh, yeah. you find a small door to oh, a big yeah, building. And it was stuffed full of newspapers and books all bound up and bundled up um and apparently part of the first kind of eco drive you know to recycling oh yeah and um oh, wow. anyway to me though of course they were they were um bricks to start off with i mean i was sort of still learning to read you know in the early stages of of reading them but they served as bricks and i built myself this sort of palaces and oh, sort of sheds and all, all kinds of all kinds of stuff and um but I also um did a few of them and started you know started reading and I was only just learning to read and one of the things I loved loved doing was standing or sitting on top of you know in some tower or bit of thing I'd made. Oh, fantastic. And, um, and just saying words, most of which I didn't understand at all. <laughs> <you know? laughs> I mean, just sounding them out, you know, I mean, back in those days, I think we must have been taught phonetically because I can't remember exactly the classroom thing, but I do remember kind of standing, standing there and just sort of thinking that, that words like, profound you know or oh, yeah. um constant or chemistry or rain clouds or thunderous <laughs> and, oh, just, and just trying to work out but of course i also had a, a broad gloucestershire accent so i used to talk like that so it wasn't just thunderous it was <laughs> thunderous <laughs> when did you move to london then sorry when did you move to london where you live now then moved to London until much, much later. But um, I think, I mean, to cut a long story short, actually, we ended up, I ended up um, training to be an actress. I was actually very shy, apart from this uh, obsession with sounds, you know, coming and and hearing them and reading them. And I also, it it also, I, I thought words were just magic. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, and also that it was something that I could do and other because we you know like I said we we were on this caravan site and it was all pretty kind of grim oh, stuff yeah, I think. Yeah. not not so much for us I think for the people that lived around us I think that we were kids are perceived in a, a certain way and it leads to them being treated in a certain way you know so I mean I wasn't allowed to borrow books um, because of where we live but. Um, I did have access, like I said, to this shed, and um, that was everything. So it just started. So in the end, unsurprisingly, actually, I became an actress because um, I, ju- I just ended up where I loved. I loved the the words, and I loved. I couldn't, didn't, wasn't very confident about speaking for myself, but when I found, you know, plays and 
mm. went to see the place and realised all the possibilities of that. Oh, wow. And saying other people's words, I just, you know, I found my home, I think. Yeah, you found your, like, your niche, didn't you? So definitely. Now, I, I knew both of you done bits of acting before, obviously, when I was researching you. But what? Um, how much? How long did you act for? I'm, I'm guessing you don't do it nowadays, do you? Um, yeah, no, about, uh, I mean, a long time. Um, about 15, 20 years, and I ended up directing it. But it also, that's when I started writing, because oh. I was the person that um, would... So when we were improvising, or when I had a group that were improvising, I'd record it, mm. and then go home and uh, type it up verbatim, and then edit it. But I didn't oh. think of it as writing at the time. You know, yeah, yeah. I, I thought, oh, you know, I'm just kind of thinking this through. You know, this improvisation, you know, let's do this. Let's choose that. Or, you yeah, know, yeah, that yeah, works well with that. Or I didn't realise, oh, we've got this line here, you know, a line of thought. Sorry, rather than a, a line of dialogue. But, oh, and, no, no, yeah, um, Yes. So that's how it, it took me into writing, and then I became ill. Uh, I was very, was very unwell. I had um, cancer, for, Ooh, and yeah. and so I know it was it was it was grim, but you know I survived, and it's all good. And lots of people, lots of people do. So I, I don't, uh, you know, I don't like to. Sort of that. I mean, it was a long time ago now. It's twenty five years ago, you know. But um, but during that time. I actually started, that's when I started writing my own words, right. you know, from my own head. Yeah, yeah, of course. It, yeah, they always say that sometimes, but you need a change in your life. That's helped, does it, sometimes? Because I've been writing poetry all my life, but I took it serious when I got diabetes nine years ago. So it seems seem okay. to focus you sometimes, doesn't it, like changing health? So, yeah, so what has, after that then, did you find you got your writing more than did you say? So you can develop um, Yeah, I, I mean, I started, well, first of all, um, I think, I, I mean, I started, I was um, editing other people's stuff. Mm. People would bring me um, <coughs> things or ask me to be, uh, to collaborate or be part of someone, you know, work with different people on, on scripts or read them and edit them and, and I did that without taking it too seriously because I wasn't well and I needed the money. Um, and and then I think later on, as it as it went on, I thought, oh, um, actually, I really like that, and I've got quite a few ideas I want to develop. And particularly, there was the um, the one that, uh, in fact, now is um, in the process of becoming a book and that has attracted lots of attention I actually started writing at that point you know I had the you know the whole way of doing it I'd, I'd always I mean actually I suppose I'd always written as an actress I always kept um diaries in the voices of my characters yes of course to sort of help you know help me as an actress you know so that I felt you know sort of engaged in the, the rhythms of it all and, you know, yeah. and the thoughts and, and stuff. So I think writing, you know, writing a novel, there are similarities. It's not entirely the same, of course, but, you know, it, there are... That's, that is where it came from, anyway. Yeah, brilliant. <laughs> no, because um, I've I realised I did some when I used to act myself, now that you need. I used to do very similar to what you said there. I used to get, like, do diaries for weeks sometimes, to get into character sometimes. 
it helps you understand what the characters are getting at. So yeah, actually, oh, the, yeah, the basics are very similar. Um, I studied at Bolton University just over twenty years ago, and um, I did a couple of plays at Bolton Octagon Theatre, and I, yeah, I, I I went full time writing eventually after that, so acting acting wasn't for me. <laughs> I used to get severe st- I used to get severe stage fright. So, <laughs> and there's a story that I'm... it's hard because I think actually most people I know do, you know, and and I mean, you know, there are sort of well, I've got a few of my own, but there are fair horror stories that I hear from people about, you know, the physical reactions to oh, yeah, prior to going on stage. Yeah, but I've got, I've got I think it's like them. once you if it's if it's you once you get there, you know, the I think actually. It was pride that probably tripped me over the line, do you know what I mean? So that I, I was freed, you yeah. know, that just the sheer terror of making a complete idiot of myself. Oh, yeah, completely. It's ironic nowadays, I, I perform poetry all over the place. I've got no nerves at all. But when it's other people's words, they used to freeze me sometimes, it did. And there's one story, and I'm not naming the theatre, so I can't, you can't sue me for this. But I, <laughs> I was down for doing a quite a famous play. And I had a prominent role in it. This is the last time I'd acted this was. Where I had to play an alcoholic. And the nerves were that bad one. The one, the one week run. The, the, the director was ducking around the stage all the time. Trying to find another bottle of whiskey. Hidden here, there and everywhere. So I was going on stage completely. Drunk as a skunk. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> you hated me. Because like, every time I was going off stage. Taking a swing of whiskey. And I looked at him. rushing around the back. Where's he hitting the book of bottle of whiskey tonight? <laughs> uh, well, I probably, I probably didn't do anything like that, but probably because, especially in those days, I didn't really drink anything at all much. Or if I did, it might, I might have done the acting binging thing, you know, but <laughs> yeah. like yeah. if it was uh, a party weekend. But, uh, yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> so it's good, it's good. I didn't, I didn't know you done, done, I didn't know you done acting at all. As well. You're just telling me, don't you? Oh, it's, that's what I like about podcasts. You don't know what you're going to get sometimes with people. Oh, but, I, but I know nowadays you've been you've been teaching for just over, over 20 years or so now, haven't you, really? So. Yeah, well, I have at City Lit. And I think, actually, in, in terms of... Um, I, I went to... I, I mean, I started doing some writing courses. And um, and then I went, I went to Birkbeck. I did my... MA at Birkbeck, I applied for that. And I think in many ways, actually, the thing that I now find myself saying a lot, now that I'm towards the end of mm. teaching, anyway, um, is that I think I think what I learned is that you teach what you uh, most need to learn. You teach oh. best what you oh, most that. need to learn. Oh, that. And that's partly because you, you kind of, breaking it down all the all the time and I think at, at the end of every year I think my students always laugh at me and I'm saying I really really you know I have learned so much from you because actually having that discussion and listening to responses to language I mean I could do I mean to me you know it's always been something that's really really interesting but you know in terms of um reading other people's work I, I love reading other people my students work and look at watching them develop and I learn as much from that as I ever did you know from reading yeah. words I didn't even understand <laughs> <laughs> yeah no, I get... 
and you know my husband says oh you know you're going to be um you know when you die it'll be on your tombstone it'll be learning 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 you know <laughs> because like that. yeah that's or, or reading you know, reading reading basically yeah the other one it? so yeah no okay yeah yeah right. well reading talking writing learning <laughs> <laughs> now obviously in relation to your own writing then obviously people don't know you is there any sort do you have any sort of regular reoccurring themes that crop up in your I think um, I think the thing that does crop up a lot, I think, is the the notion of people that don't have voices. So in a, a few of my um, short stories, and there is one of them that they can look at on Word Factory, um, but on on the Word Factory website. But um, I think it's about people who don't. What I like find I write about are people that don't have voices so mm. so much. You know, don't get listened to, um, and and partly I think that as I was saying earlier, that probably you know when I look at it now, you know, with when I look back at it, I think it's probably to do with the fact, like I said, I I grew up or certainly spent my formative years, you know, first ten nine years I think on a you know on a caravan site where we were you know we kids are in that environment we weren't really prized particularly and we were mm. because of our accents we were expected to be low functioning or you know or not interested in reading yeah, or yeah, language of course, of course. and and I think that's true for a lot of or certainly was then I think it's changed a lot since but you know, people with accents, I mean, I, I hear the, I don't know whether it's the same up north or, you know, but certainly with West Country, because it, like I said, it sounds like that, you know, and so <laughs> everybody immediately thinks, oh, you know, like, oh, we've got to write one here, you know. It's, oh, yeah, uh, but I actually, uh, I, and I, I suppose um, that made me really shy of speaking, although I was thinking and reading a lot, you know, so... Like I said, when I came to finding plays and great writers that, in in fact, provided a framework for me to use language to express, uh, you know, f feelings that I hadn't been able to mm. articulate before, that I think, you know, that now my characters sort of tend to be a bit like that. I think there's... I mean, for example, there's one um, one of my characters. I wrote the, um, the the Toffee Man character. Um, he, he, you know, he's sort of grown up um, in a small village, and not realizing he went off to the First World War. He he's not, he, you know, the idea of girlfriends and things he, um, never really crossed his mind. But then the idea of being gay didn't because he didn't move in those circles yeah. he falls in love in the you know with somebody in the trenches um and watches them get blown up and you know never having had a, a consummated relationship of any kind and you know is uh grows uh to an age but also a wisdom you know through all of that you know because there's there's a, his innocence yeah i suppose yeah, and, completely, um, yeah. Fascinating stuff because obviously you were telling me off mic before that you've got a novel on the go at the moment. 
and the working tank actually was the toffee man, wasn't it? It's, it is, things, yeah. it is. And now I have a, an agent, um, a fabulous agent who I really like very much, and I've been mm. really, really lucky because. It, so the script has been around for a while, and I had a script agent and um, for that, and um, and then I um, I turned down a, an offer for the script because they didn't want me to finish the book. They didn't want to have to, you know, deal with the book. And um, but anyway, I decided right now I'm going to keep writing this, and I started sort of all the all the shorter stories and mm. um, pieces, pulling that together and going out. And it was interesting listening to one of your podcasts and talking about um, the confidence you build in and the importance of going out and doing readings. Yeah. And so I just started doing that. And, oh, you only uh, just started there recently? Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, well, no, only oh. a few years ago. I mean, oh, wow. yeah, I mean, I had done a few readings before that, but I really went for it. You know, a couple of years ago, yeah, yeah, of course. Because I just thought, no, this is going to be a book, and um, and I did, uh, you know, it did attract, uh, you know, I got approached by um a few agents actually, and um, and then after you know a lot of thought, finally went with the ones that I have at um Kingsford Campbell, and that so so I am in the process of completing the first the first complete draft of the new structured novel. Fantastic. Now, Linda, I'm <laughs> going to have to pause the recording here, because I should have mentioned before, and no spoken label. I have to time it, because of the bank camp restrictions. Ah, so we're going to have part two here, so hang around, everybody. This might be going on for a while yet. <laughs> <laughs> see you in a minute. See you in a minute. Okay. All right. See you in a bit. Hi, guys. It's Andy and Linda again. Now, Linda, in part one, was telling us about her novel. And obviously, like said, you're on the final draft, Linda, now of the novel, aren't you? So it is. Well, it's not actually. It's uh, so it's been one of the things about getting an agent, which was fantastic as mm. well. That was very read a lot of what was already there, and then after discussions, um, just said, well, not only did she suggest a, a different title, um, but uh, you know, also we. Made some structural changes. Oh yeah. And and um and the ending, you know, the same old same old, you know, end it sooner than that mm. and start it later than that. Oh, <laughs> that's of, interesting, isn't you know, it? So. Gets said to her, but what she has said now, mm. or what I'm doing now, is in this new um format. I'm completing like everything because she said oh you're so perfectionist about it that basically with a novel which obviously is new to me like I said it's my first novel yes. she said first of all you need to get the whole lot done so we can look at what you can throw out what's needed and what's not needed in terms of the actual story mm. and then you can go to it and start sort of polishing and doing all of all of those things yeah yeah of course I know um, if you ever spoke to Amanda Lady, she tends to go through about seven drafts on a novel she does when she doesn't. Because she's wrote, yeah, she's well, wrote several well, she has. And, I can, and she tends I to like massively put in... She's amazing. Yeah, pocket, I call her Pocket Rocket, and she's in my amazing Pocket Rocket. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so blushing a bit when she hears this. Cause what she does, well, no, she 
is. She's very impressive. I mean, she's done. She's. I've seen several that have appeared just in the six months that I've been following her. So. Yeah, she does. She's incredible. Because like she was telling me off on Skype before, just what I spoke to you. So we're working out when she first started writing properly. It was only 2014 herself, and she's produced wow. quite a few novels for that stage. She has, and and since we got together three years or so ago now. Her outputs trebled. <laughs> well, they were. You, you found your, you found your purpose. We have you, Amanda's inspiration, definitely. So <laughs> to promote, yeah, you're, well, you're a muse. <laughs> I'm definitely a muse, right? So I'm a muser as well. So like, is that? I've got. I, I, I still write bits, but it's not as much a YouTube. I've been podcasting all the time, doing music myself. I do write, but not that level she does, but she's incredible. Absolutely incredible. But then, like, so you, you you saw before, didn't you, like, um, front cover for I did of a Santa Claus book that's coming out at the end of the year. Uh, yes. Yeah, no, that looks really good, actually. It's that does look really good. It's very funny. And um, she watched it, she wrote some of poems, and she's converted a couple of them into store short for it to fiction now. And she said, she wants <laughs> it, and she's Richard, she's Yorkshire lass, and she's telling me, telling me they've got added sarcasm in them, in them now. <laughs> I I saw that she'd mentioned that on the uh, on the blurb for the for the Santa book. Yeah, she's crazy as hell, but I love her so. But anyway, okay, obviously about yourself and obviously there's other things you want you want to mention, don't we? Like you've been doing some work on um, word with Word Factory, haven't you? I have. That's. I mean, that's been really interesting because Word Factory hmm. was somewhere that I, uh, you know, I went and joined because it. It's, well, partly because. Actually, what drew me to it was that Tobias Wolf, Tobias mm. Wolf, oh yeah, 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 was um was doing a, a sort of a salon thing there. So I oh, I wow. went to that. And I thought this is great. So like forty, only forty tickets, and wow. so I thought, right, you know, I'm getting one straight away. Oh, Tobias yeah. Wolf, I love his work. I ended up having talking to him and you know taking a selfie which I promise never to use until he's until he doesn't care anymore <laughs> which I think is when he's not here <laughs> fantastic, um, fantastic. Um, but um, so I joined well I joined Word Factory and it's just a brilliant environment it's writers at all levels you know beginnings right through to people like Tessa Hadley and Tobias Wolf and mm. Lion Schreiber and, and stuff and um, they do masterclasses and uh, last year I started doing this thing called Breathing Spaces so that anybody that came um, straight after the masterclasses when people want to talk and ask questions and just check do, did I understand what they were saying or can I how can I say it in my own words and so I started doing those, which um, which I really love. But as I said, I love talking about it. So oh yeah, <laughs> really. Now you mentioned as well was it was it a bee face at me before as well was it? Oh my god, yes. No, that was interesting because I like twenty five years ago, as I was coming towards the coming to the end of my performance career, hmm. I was a director oh. um, in Ibiza for audit for for. Um, these performances that went on over the bridge hmm. in a club for 10,000 people, somewhere called Privilege in oh, yeah. um, for Manumission. And um, I ended up um, sort of going back. Uh, we've stayed friends. And I've ended up going back, and now they've started a literary festival. Oh, fantastic. Uh, 
And um, so it's absolutely, it is absolutely fantastic. You know, I had, um, I mean, some amazing people sign up to my course. Do you know what I mean? Oh, like, yeah, really talented DJs, musicians. Well, I had, um, uh, the, well, the best, but she didn't come. She was having too good a time. But she did <laughs> sign up to my course, was Rowetta. Um, oh, Rowetta, yeah, yeah. I know, and I just oh, thought, oh, well, she's so I've actually met her, and she's lovely, she is. Really she gentle, is, is she is so lovely, really, really nice. What you see is what but you get there were, yeah. um, lots of other people there as well. It was the 40th anniversary of Quadrophenia, so there were, you know, I ended up meeting and talking about writing to um, Leslie Ash and oh, some yeah. writers of hers that oh, are wow. um, started going into writing. And um, I think um, the, oh, the best was the Libertines. Oh, um, bloody which was oh, just wow. uh, talking about telling stories through songs and lyrics. Yeah, They're very, 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 very quite and, popular. Um, that, yeah. So it was, it was, it was really, really interesting, and reminded me of, you know, I mean, it was great because I think everybody had such a passion for language, and not least, of course, Irving Welsh, you know, who oh, yeah. was just fantastic. I've met him, he's so so funny. With him, he is. Oh, isn't he? You met him as well. Yeah, I met him. I did a book reading, book reading of some years ago, and I think it was Filth of the Man Who's Crap. That book came out. I went to meet him in the button, the button, the reading he did. He didn't do much reading from the book. We had the order to crack up some of his stories. I remember that one. Oh, he's I so, can imagine. His accent yeah. so broad as well. It was more broad in real life and in TV. You don't realize how broad his Scottish accent is in real life. Fantastic yeah, man. yeah, no, I suppose, well, it's probably, if he'd had a few drinks, it's like uh, I was saying about my West Country accent. Yeah, I, th <laughs> I think he'd been on the whiskey, actually, honestly, that day, that's why, so, but I played him. Now, obviously, going, is there anything that you need to give people hints about what you got, what's coming next, and about your novel? Um, well, I don't know, apart from the, what I'm hoping, um, I, I think the plan is, is that the, the original script that the novels come from, the feature script kind of um, also gets made. I'm hoping for that. Um, but I am, the, the thing that I have learned, because, uh, it, you know, being a mm. writer where, um, you know, where basically for a, for a long time, obviously, unless you came to see it performed, you, you know, went to see the show or somebody made the film or, or something, um, which rarely happens. You know, people don't get to know your work, and the same if you're working on a novel. So, well, I've been encouraged and um, had lovely responses to start um, with some of my characters um, writing short stories, which I've put out there. So, at Word Factory, for example, they published, you know, they published one there, and there have been other pieces. I mean, I've done. Yeah, I'm just. Uh, thinking probably the next thing will be to start once I need to finish this, the book first. And I think once you've got an agent and, you know, that's a, a good one, you, you know, you kind of feel right. I've got a, there are, there's another script I've started um, that I'm writing that lots of people are, seem interested in. And, Ooh, um, fingers crossed, definitely, then, so. Sorry? Fingers crossed, definitely, then, Zoe. Like I said, you're definitely a yeah, hive activity, um, aren't you? <laughs> it is. I mean, I, actually, but anything I do do will be on my, um, now, now that I've discovered it, um, Instagram and um, 
I tried to put things that you could probably, well, like you said, you did see me on LinkedIn. Yeah. <laughs> you see, I am platforming myself. Yeah, slowly but surely, definitely. Yeah, exactly. I'm making, I'm making the effort. And I've bought a, a you know, got a, a website, which I haven't got going yet, but I am trying to do more and more readings and, you know, more and more um, discussions and, you know, get out there a bit more. Yeah, yeah, I think also, yeah, yeah, you know, like a lot of, I've, I've, since I gave up acting, like I said, you can, it's easy, I find it easy, like a lot of writers, I think, to retreat back to, you know, the place where I'm happy. Yeah, yeah, in, in my shed with my piles of books. <laughs> Excellent. Now, if people want to find out more about you, where are they best going then on the internet? Um, probably, like I said, it's at the moment. Um, Instagram. I put I put everything I've got on Instagram or LinkedIn. On Instagram, I'm I'm stupidly I'm not Linda Quinn. I'm I Canto. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I you can't, can- you're confusing that, yeah. A-N-T-O. And um, back in the day when I didn't think that I was actually really going to need it for anything, um, it's because I'm a big fan of Immanuel Kant, but ah. also of um, of uh, Enid Blyton. <laughs> so, oh, brilliant. My sister's a massive fan of Enid Blyton. And oh, is she? Yeah, I love she, it. She yeah. calls herself a purist. Because she hates the modern the modernisation of the famous five books. Well, my pitch to my agent was, you know, she said, "Well, who, who's who are your big influences?" And you know, I said, "Oh, um, well, that would be Enid Blyton, Balzac, and Marilyn Robinson." <laughs> oh, well, I mean, that's <laughs> who, a mixture, isn't it? That? <laughs> and, uh, but yeah, I think I think actually they they have. I I wouldn't say they're the. Well, Marilyn Robinson, actually, I seriously, I don't, I don't know what to say. If I could ever be, ever have been a writer, you know, other than myself, it would be her. I think oh, yeah. I'd love, love her work, oh, particularly Lila. Lila, <laughs> read Lila. Brilliant. <laughs> no, fair play. Well, that's all my questions I've got to ask you today anyway, but I know obviously you're going to read that bit from your, your upcoming novel for us in a moment, aren't you, as well? Yes, yes. I, like um, I, I said, I'm just trying to find uh, something that's uh, a couple of a couple of minutes. Um, the book is made up of uh, several characters' voices, but I'm going to read you um, something from the uh, the actual heroine, who's a ten year old, and um, with that West Country voice. Yeah. <laughs> now, obviously, before we conclude part two, then. How did you get the voice of writing in the ten-year-old girl? Then that's quite hard. Kid writing kids' voice is quite hard. Well, I, I, I did put a lot of work into it. So one of the things that I've been really pleased about is when um, agents became interested mm. when I started getting attention. They, they were saying, you know, they felt that it was really real. But I had to go that route, I think, of unlearning. A lot yeah. of things because I've been somebody that's come from that, I suppose. So, um, yeah, it's been a, a, a sort of a journey of a bit of confrontation, but also just technical, you know, of looking at what how children speak at 10. And there are certain things about language development and how we learn to speak, you know, the, the windows that we kind of um, meet all of us as we're as we're sort of growing up and um 
And so I just went and looked technically at some of that and then just thought about vocabulary. I mean, I first of all, I write it, whatever it is, in, you know, and then go back and um, and look at, you know, right, what needs, what, what, how do you, how would a, I mean, sentences, for, for example, you know, we take it, as adults, we speak in, you know, complex sentences or certainly write in them. And, um, you know, for kids, you know, they're sort of still dealing with, you know, um, conjunctions. So there's this, but, or and, or if, you know, they're just starting to grapple with conditional thinking, you know. Oh, yeah. that. I get and, um, and I found all that really, really interesting. And especially... Then, you know, when I went to, when I started working on the other characters who are various people, but maybe it's a bit of acting as well, you know, yeah. acting to the page, which was where I started. Brilliant. What we'll do, we'll conclude this bit now. That's fantastic. I really enjoyed that. Today. It gave me a good in-depth, the way the books have to clear the gun ahead. So you're going to read to Alvin and the Mongers, every hang around. I'm looking forward to this. <laughs> Definitely oh, so. No. <laughs> not, well, for the, not for the pressure on it, of course. Like I said, I could, uh, there is, um, I can send you the link to the story if you're able to put that on your website yeah, yeah. so people can don't read the yeah, whole yeah. thing. So I'm reading an extract. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Send me the link on top of that. I'll link on it perfectly. So, wicked. So, hang around, everybody. I'm looking forward to this. See you all in a minute. Say bye, Linda. <laughs> okay. Spoke Hi guys. Right, straight over to Linda now, and I'm hoping she's ready to read out a short uh, this short extract she's been building up to. <laughs> over to you. Okay. Um. So I'm reading a, an extract from a, a short book story that I'm going to give you the link to. Um. But it's also um a character and a, from a has become a section of the novel The Toffee Man. So um, this is April, she's 10 years old, and um, she's just moved to uh, a village, um, where, and uh, she's gone to the pub with her mum, much to her dad's annoyance. <coughs> so um, here they are, right, so here she is just walking with her mum. There are nine street lamps down the road before the pub, I just counted, they zigzag down the road like monster teeth. I ask Mum if she gets scared on her own, because I do. What crisp flavours have they got? Can I choose? Can we get red pot? Can we make a cake? I mean, you know, another day. I wanted to tell you. I, want, I wanted to tell you. I don't like staying with Dad. He says, uh, oh, shut the fuck up. When did he ever say anything good about anybody? Don't be so bloody soft. She stops under a light. She gets her fags and matches out of her pocket, and she's trying to strike a light. But the box is squashed and it won't go. She's pissed off with it. But, but he wants, he put it best like a star in her hands. And her arm rises like a ring and she breathes deep and quick and pops out smoke rings like windows into bang. She slapped my ear hard. It hurts. I can't think. I stand there. Oh, fucking hell. Now look what you've made me do. Oh, darling, don't cry. I didn't mean to. I just thought we'd have a nice walk out of the house, just me and you. Why'd you have to go and spoil everything, huh? 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 She's shaking. It's really loud. Mrs. Pierce looks out her window like we're on telly, watching from far away, and then the curtains jerk closed. 
Mum tries to grab my hand, but I turn away. I'm sorry, Mum, I'm sorry. I wanted to show her good things I can do, make her proud, make her laugh. I, I do a cartwheel. I just learned cartwheels. I'm the best. She's clapping. She's got her fag in her mouth and clapping. Nice one. That's my girl. We do another one and another. And I, oh, I feel a bit sick. And the zigzag lights and stars are spinning a bit. But it's all right. I can skip backwards. Look, look at me, Mum. I can run backwards. She's laughing again now. And I'm running, using her eyes as my mark, a balance trick we learned in PE. She follows me, smiling and clapping with her fag bouncing in her mouth until it drops onto the road. She bends down to pick it up. Bang! Bang! Can't find the ground. I put out my hand, but my arm buckles and I'm skidding and crashing. Bang! Bang! My body is jumping off the ground like it's pushing me off. Every time I open my eyes, the sky is sick into my brain. April! April, you all right? I can feel her giant hand turning my head. I can hear a fast river in my head. Angry fishes swim in me. April, April, get up now, you're scaring me. I open my eyes. Mum is crouching beside me on the road. I can see her knickers. She quickly takes the last drag of her fag and throws it to the ground. She stamps it under her foot. April, come on, get up. Let's go and get a drink, you'll feel better. We sit up, but when I do try to push up with my hand, it really hurts. We stare at it. The skin is curled and bleeding, broken with dirt and grit. And Mum pulls me up by the back of my jumper and starts brushing me down hard. Where's your other shoe, says Mum. My red jelly bean sandals with silver buckles, my best thing in the world. I look around. We're by the top of Church Lane that goes down into the pitch blackness. The street lamp shines down and her eyes are black shadows. I feel my fingers run through the soft grass. Mum! We can't find it. Help me. The grass is dry and scratches my sore, and I try not to cry, but tears come out my nose. Oh, for God's sake, April, we can't go along the fucking road without your shoe. And with all that bloody snivelling, stop it, or I'll give you something to cry about. You didn't spend all your time trying to show off. This wouldn't have happened. Find your fucking shoe before I get back. You don't grow on trees. I duck to avoid another swipe. Mum turns towards the pub and I watch as she walks away. Sparks fly behind her like dragon spit until she turns a corner. I can hear her shout, find it, I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it too. Okay. Fantastic. <laughs> oh, that was brilliant. You really brought that to life. You brilliantly aided. it. Wow. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you, if you, when the book's out, you need to do your own audio version of it, definitely. That's why. Get that unaudible, definitely. No, it's really animated. Well, there's also, actually, there's uh, there's recordings, three recordings, I think, of me reading chapters of it at RADA, the uh, uh, writing thing there. So, like I said, I've been trying to make a big effort. It's a big difference, actually, yeah. reading your own work. Oh, yeah. So I'm full of, you know, people like you that get out there and have learned to do it. Yeah. You know, that kind of... You hooked me, but it's great to work you. Yeah, you do definitely. You really hope me, and I'm looking forward to seeing the book when it comes out. I'm definitely going to buy it now. You've got one sale coming in straight away. Brilliant that was. Right, anyway, listen, guys, that's it anyway for today. Thank you, Linda. I need to cut you off, Mike. But this is Andy, and thank you, Linda, again. It's been brilliant tonight. Really hey, thank it. you, thank you, Andy. It's been lovely. Speak to you soon, guys. Take care. Bye. Spot on, mate.